Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pinball Show. We're in episode 29, and we are your hosts, Zach Minnie and Dennis Creasel. Dennis, how are you today, my lovely, lovely friend? Uh, I'm good. We're almost to the big 3-0. We are. I like that I, we finally hit my age in episodes 29. Yeah, nice? you're just a little whippersnapper. That's right. I've been 29 for about six years, but my hair is thinning like a 40-year-old. <gasps> oh, no. Or is your hair thinning at all? Uh, not to my knowledge. Damn. Ever been back there looking at in the back? No, I just comb it, and it's like there's still hair there. The comb goes through it. I need a haircut, too, Dennis. I had Why? to cancel. I had to cancel with Chino. No, I probably decided to get out of the business due to the pandemic. No, no, I still go. But hey, I'll send you a coupon to Great Clips. No. Yeah. Is that where you go? No. What do you tell them when you sit in the barber chair? I tell them, cut it. <laughs> cut me, Mick. Cut me. Give me the old Johnny Bravo. Huh. That got canceled because of Avengers Week. Thanks, Keith Elwin. Oh, no. Avengers cut your haircut. It did. So now I'm a rag muffin. What have you been up to this week? Oh, not much. I had most of the last week off for vacation, so until Friday, and then I went back to work. Did you go anywhere? No, there's a pandemic. Of course not. You can keep social distance in like a woods or something. No, I just needed to use some vacation days because I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little close to those caps. You know, those You're of us that of don't work guys, for ourselves you? sometimes have caps. And work for ourselves. It's going to hit cap next month, so I was like, ah, I got to burn a few days. You've got that cool stuff, like, oh yeah. A retirement and uh, benefits and insurance. Well, no, I got to go out on the market and buy the insurance. They do oh, not that's provide right. insurance. They give me a stipend. Uh, very, uh, for me, very atypical, weird model. I almost didn't take the job because of that because I just didn't want to be bothered for the inconvenience. It's like you're a scholarship employee or something. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're, you're a contractor. That's what it feels like, almost, a contractor. Except uh-huh. uh, they do do the payroll taxes and everything. Uh, I yeah. uh, I finally, I did, I tried to catch up on all my pinball maintenance. I mm-hmm. didn't get all of it done, but I got my Titan Bands installed in the last two games that needed them. And I saw you did that on Walking Dead, correct? Yeah, I didn't post that I also did it on Firepower, but. And then I, I got my code update installed finally on TNA. It had been so long, there have been now two code updates. Oh, any troubles updating it? No. Updates are easy. Oh, whatever. What about the ease of replacing the silicone and the rubber in your Walking Dead? That was less easy, which is why I did it first and Firepower second. Did you have to take the ramps out and all that? or yeah, uh, Not all the way out, but I had to yeah. detach both of them, yeah, to a, especially the right ramp. Does it play different? Not, uh, not really. Uh, it's sort of hard for me to say, cause I did also go ahead and drop the pitch back down to 6.5 degrees. Okay. Uh, which is the, you know, it's recommended 6.5 to seven and I might've been a little over seven. Uh, it's still dr- my ball, uh, my ball survival time is about the same, but the balls are now clearing the ramps easier. So, oh. when, you know, it's not usually rejecting, um, which again, 
uh, it should now take less force to get the ball up the ramp. So mm-hmm. that was my hope because I thought, I don't think I've got this set right. I think I've made it overly difficult to clear the ramp. <laughs> Do you not love on Walking Dead, Dennis, where you hit a shot to one, I forget which ramp it was, but once it goes behind the backboard, it's uh, might not have been the strongest hit. So it like lingers back there and you're like, Ooh, I don't know which way it's coming out. Which way is it coming? Which way is it? No, I don't like surprises. I want it to be exactly what I want it to have done. I like surprises. Well then let me tell you about the next JJP game. Ah! Now they gotta be revealing soon, right? Yeah. I want you to give me a surprise on my next birthday. You jumping out of a, a cake. You can make that happen. Nope. Coordinate it with my wife, maybe? I think I'm allergic to flour. <laughs> gluten. Not gluten, just flour. I don't know when JJP's next game's coming, but uh, it feels like it's getting closer. Don't know. I mean, we know Deep Root's coming soon, and then Stern just has this new game out. It's like Pinball Manufacturer's Assemble. Let's assemble our correspondence and see what kind of news they can drum up. Beep, 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 beep. It's time for TPN Industry News. Avengers Infinity Quest gets streamed, then promptly hits the production line, and topper talks continue. Hey everyone, Craig here again, the Pinball Show's stern news correspondent. Yes, as seen on the Dead Flip Pinball stream, Jack Danger got the first crack at showcasing the new Avengers Infinity Quest title live, and was joined by a number of the prominent design team members such as Keith Elwin, Raymond Davidson, Jerry Thompson, Harrison Drake, Rick Nagel, and of course, Zombie Yeti himself. Although sometimes chaotic and difficult to follow the rule set, the stream was still able to showcase the basic elements of the new Avengers game, such as the animations, sound package, ball shots, and game layout, as well as that gorgeous Zombie Yeti comic book style art, and boy, what a spectacular looking machine it is. The initial stream last week was on the premium LE package, followed a few days later by another stream from Marvel Comics Studios showcasing the pro model. And don't look now, but recently seen stern factory photos making their way across various Facebook and Pinside chat groups showed pics of first run, premium, and pro Avengers games in various stages of production, proving once again that the stern factory is A++ when it comes to designing and building new pinball machines in a reasonable time frame. Let's hope that playfield printer head cleaning patrol is awake and on the job on those new Avengers playfields. And in other news, Stern Topper Talk continues as TMNT, Elvira, and Avengers fans continue to scratch their collective heads and debate their price points and usefulness. Owners and potential buyers try once again to decide whether or not to go in on these high-priced and mildly controversial accessories. Spoiler alert, they're all going to sell out soon, so don't delay for long if you're interested in picking one up. That's all for this week. Oh, and you can catch part three of my new Unbox journey, What to Buy, on the Pinball Show Midweek Edition as I dive headfirst into the Marvel Universe with the surprise arrival of Stern's Avengers Infinity Quest. Is my pinball buying future inevitable? What will I do? For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack Update. Well, with no news this week and no announcement as of yet, I just wanted to talk a little bit about my history as a Jersey Jack correspondent. 
I've been reporting on Jersey Jack, first with Special When Lit, and now The Pinball Show, since October of 2019. It's amazing how many things have changed with Jersey Jack since I first started. They've moved from New Jersey to Illinois, they have some new staff members like Jim Patla and Ken Cromwell, and they've been pumping out Willy Wonka machines that whole time. What hasn't happened during that time is the announcement of a new title. I have yet to gush over playfields and features like some of the other correspondents, and I am super excited to be doing that in, I hope, the near future. Let's hope that everything goes according to plan and we're able to see a new title this month. Even without a new title announcement, it's been a great ride, and I look forward to continuing to do this for a long time to come. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Always great hearing from those rascally correspondents. I bet you're happy that Craig's back in full action, right, Dennis? It's an exciting time for us all, really. (laughs) The big news this week was the Avengers. We continue on the Avengers train, and this week we were able to see uh, some of the streams put out by Stern of the Premium LE version, and then followed up on the Marvel stream with the Pro version. Were you able to see any of that stuff? I did not see the Marvel stream. I was able to watch a really small portion of the premium stream, however. Mm, and uh, first thoughts? Uh, I My first thought is that Captain Marvel ramp looks challenging. <laughs> yes, it does. looks really challenging. It's, but if hit properly, it's super smooth. Yes. Reminds me, in a way, of the Deadpool uh, sword ramp. Oh, that's a good comparison. All my comparisons are great. Hmm. I say good, not great, but mm-hmm. uh, so you thought that looks challenging. What about the gameplay overall? Does it seem like something that you'd enjoy? Yeah, I mean, it looked fun. Uh, it might be, I don't, and this was more driven by the comments because again, I didn't, I didn't see a whole lot. Uh, I mm-hmm. wasn't able to watch a lot of the gameplay. I did see in the online forum discussions, a lot of people seem to be feeling that this might be the least smooth flowing of Elwin's three pins. Where would I, yeah, I haven't seen I that. I think it comes from the Doctor Strange shot because obviously mm. that thing's going to just generate bricks whenever you hit hit the post. Yeah. So I think that adds a great deal more randomness than they than they saw in Iron Maiden in oh, Jurassic Park. Nice. Okay. So I think it's coming from that device specifically. It's adding more randomness and there, and the interpretation by some of that is that's clunk, which I can I understand. Yeah. But it's Random. by design. It's not like oh whoops I messed up and the geometry is bad. Yeah, for me personally, whenever I watched this stream, I was trying to pay attention to, we've got Iron Maiden, Keith Elwin, comparing it to Jurassic Park, Keith Elwin, comparing it to Avengers Infinity Quest, Keith Elwin. And I've got to say, my first impression was... Walking like a man, hitting like a hammer, she's a juvenile scam, never was a quitter, tasted like a raindrop, she's got the look. Oh man, this thing's got the look. Not only does it look beautiful, but it flows beautiful. You threw me off when you said it looks it looks more random and clunky. No, this thing may be his best design ever. You can keep it going. And it's not just a ramp to end lane, ramp to end lane, orbit to the other side of the orbit. No. It is there is a lot of variety here in these shots, and it looks more flowy than maybe even Elwin's other stuff. 
Am I crazy? Uh, not crazy, but uh, I think it's safe to say that's not accurate. Hmm. I think, uh, yeah, I, I guess I haven't been reading Pinside because... Well, it's just no other, none of his other game. I mean, the closest would be Jurassic Park and the Jeep shot. You know, that it blocked shots and uh, would disrupt the ball flow. Mm-hmm. Because once you hit that, you're kind of ricocheting into who knows where. But I think this does that more. I think that this Doctor Strange shot, because it's such a critical shot, you can kind of hit the the Jeep shot and then leave it and ignore it if you're accurate enough. And this, you need to keep doing the Doctor Strange shot. So um, yeah, but this, that, I don't that, think it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I wouldn't say that it somehow has more flow. I don't see how it doesn't. We have an accessible uh, ramp that's accessible by all three flippers. That thing... That thing was hitting on all cylinders, didn't it? Okay, feeds so it right that's, back a, to that's accessibility. Uh, you might somehow distill that and call it flow. Uh, accessibility, except no, accessibility leads to flow. You can't argue that. Flow is all about getting the ball back to the flipper to be able to immediately make another shot. Mm. That's the definition. You can't. You don't get to redefine it because you're Zach. I'm f- okay, I'm fine with that definition. But when you hit that accessible, because of the accessibility of that ramp shot, Dennis, it flows right back to maybe not the lower flippers, but that upper flipper. Yeah, there's flow to it. I'm not. Dis- I do not. I'm not saying this is a stop and go game. I think it's a flow design, uh, like Elwin's other flow design games are flow designs, which are all of them. But I wouldn't say that it's got more flow just because there's more accessibility on the shots. Mm, I think accessibility leads to leads to flow. Uh, it, it's all a question of what would that, for example, what would the upper flipper have done if it could not also access that center right ramp? He could have done a different shot that had flow like he did on Iron Maiden. So it, there's mm-hmm. more than one way to get to the flow of it. And we were describing using these uh, emotional tones. Uh, no, before. we were not. You were. I was. But, uh, Damn if this thing doesn't have a little whimsy with the way that these wire forms are laid out. Like I said, it's not that standard, always just Steve Ritchie Star Trek and it right back to your flippers. You've got a lot of options here. Anytime an orbit goes up a ramp to a wire form, I'm sold. I love that kind of stuff. The ball keeps going on this game. There's no denying that. I suppose there is denying that. I don't know what that means. The ball, the ball isn't keeps... going anymore when it drains. Well, I, what that, are you but... saying? It doesn't make any sense. This is just inserting words to to sound intelligent about something. It Okay. Twilight Zone versus Star Trek Stern. Does the okay. ball keep going on one more than the other? One it's game is flow, stop and, and go, the other game is yes. a is a stop and go shooter. Okay. And so, would you would you think so, this yes. is closer to Star Trek or Twilight yeah, it's more it's clo- it's more flow than it, but it's not Star Trek level of of flow. Mm. Elwin gives you more breaks. That's the difference. No, I could argue the Star Trek thing, but uh, you, I mean, yeah, you could try, but so what are you know? Star Trek gives you essentially three breaks that I know of. There is mm-hmm. the shot up the center into the vengeance yes. behind the drop target. That's break. Yes. There's a scoop on the left. That's a break, and then mm-hmm. they're shooting back into the shooter lane. That's a yep. break. That's it. That's it. Okay. Whereas like Elwin does things like, all right, going into the Doctor Strange shot into the subway, that's a break. He's got that up post over by the upper flipper, which is a delay. It's a break. No, a break of a ball lock. No, and wi- and wire that. forms are slower 
and shot, and the way he laid them out is more meandering than you I'm not in talking Star about Trek. speed, Dennis. So I'm just a, talking about flow. No, it's different speed. No, I'm not saying I've quit trying to twist my words into me saying that it's not a flow game. I've already said it's a flow game. You're being pedantic at this point. <laughs> Where's the other breaks set on this game? The the Captain fact Bolt. that it's wire form that slows the ball down, that is a pause before the ball gets back to the flipper, and thus it's a break. It's a you know what that break. is? That's a stretch. What? No, you take out a stopwatch and measure it. You don't even need a stopwatch. You can just say one Mississippi, two Mississippi, and figure out which one does the ball go back to the flipper in your face more. Stern Star the, Trek or I Star, thought the definition Stern of Avengers. break was one that 2. the ball 0. stops, not that it slows down. You're saying a break is any a break. Kind it, not to me, flipping. a break is can you not can you or can you not manipulate the ball with the flippers? That's how I'm defining a break. Okay. Anything that so it's like because in a way, all right. So a scoop is a break, but it, you know, it's to me you're you're trying to slice things really thin. I mean, think about the scoop on TNA. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's it's a disruption, but it's not like a normal scoop break, is it? That's, Unless you go true. back in and change the settings. That thing is brutal. It's it's more brutal than a ramp shot. Might this game have more shots than Star Trek? Uh, probably, I think so, okay. yeah. So you're allowed another break or two then? You're allowed to have as many breaks. I'm not saying the breaks are saying. a bad thing. I'm just saying don't act like that it's not a slower playing pen. And then. these breaks disrupt flow. Because they give you like the up post on the upper flipper. That's by design. It disrupt. That is that is a that is a stop and go shot by like Jurassic design. Jurassic Park and Iron Maiden. Yes, I think sure. that uh, Elwin likes to have a few stop and go shot moments. Mm-hmm. Kind of like he that. had that up post also with the uh, with Jurassic Park on the lower left flipper. And Iron Maiden upper middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's and I think what I like about this is it looks the layout is dramatically different than his first two. Yes. Like, Jurassic Park looks a little bit derivative of Iron Maiden, whereas this does not at all. It just looks completely different to me. I don't know what this reminds me of. It doesn't remind me of anything, which is what I like. Uh, And what what I do, I mean, obviously, because he favors more than two flippers, none of his layouts are fan layouts, but that he's also eschewing things like uh, shoot the left orbit to come out the right orbit sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. That's different. How do you feel about that? Because I like that kind of stuff. It's less flowy because, I mean, it could be. It depends where where the ball pops out. I I need to caution that. Whereas, But we're used to having, you know, you shoot the left orbit with your right flipper and the ball's going to come out the right orbit to your left flipper. You know, we're used Mm -hmm. to that. But I like that it's different. And as long as it still feels good to shoot, isn't different better? To me, it is. I think so. I mean, that's a judgment call, but. So yeah, I like yeah, that. I like, I like that he's not interested in going down the fan layout route. If I want a fan layout, I'll buy a Borg. I'm looking at this right now. Is this not the definition of a fan layout? Looks like no. it to me. No, it's not a fan layout. Fan layout. Please uh, explain can't, why. Can't, can't, fan layout cannot have more than two flippers, so it's already disqualified. Do I have to go further? Just because that is a written rule for past games doesn't mean that he hasn't broken the mold here. Oh, so you're saying he gets to redefine what a fan layout is? If he's able to design uh, no, that's a bunch of fan that, layout. This, is, this angle is a bunch of crap. You're you're inserting drama where there is no drama. This is not a fan layout. If you ask Elwin, he'll tell you it's not a fan layout. So let's move on from that. Give me one based on though. Based on what? I've already told you. It already is disqualified definitionally. So if I have a third flipper down with the other two, it's, it can't be a fan layout? 
Exactly. By definition alone, that's a yep. that's a dumb, uh, by definition a fan layout definition. is is a two flipper layout. You want you want another you want another item. The Doctor Strange shot, the spinny the spinny disc. Okay. It being it being in the lower portion of the play field, all shots on a fan layout have to be in the back. What? Wait, wait, I'm, I'm fascinated that someone who's been in this hobby this long actually does not know what a fan layout is. This is apparently this is not. If I have okay, if I have all my shots midway up the playfield, but it looks like a fucking John Borg or a Steve Ritchie two pin or two flipper, they can't be because the shots are too far f- forward. If the shots are too far forward, like take Deadpool for example, the oh. the bank the drop target bank with little Deadpool, mm-hmm. it disrupts the fan of the fan nature of the shots. The shots are towards the back and they are spread out and to some degree like a like a, a folding fan. Okay. They don't have to be perfectly aligned in folding fan. Like they don't have to all be symmetrically spaced because a folding fan that you open up, how spaced they are depends which side you open more. I would argue that he broke the mold here with that, uh, with that banana ramp, uh, because without it setting up that side ramp where it's only accessible by a third flipper, then yes, that would break the fan layout. However, there are nine shots set up on this game in a fucking fan pattern. I I'm looking at the game right now. I don't see You can anything. look at the game all you want. I'm sticking with the standard definition layout. which you can look up on Pinside if you want to pull it up, but to, a fan layout is a game with only two flippers and goals laid out in an arc at the top of the table. This is not that. So, you can break the mold all you want. He's got new things in here. I think the banana ramp is a good case in point. Do not sit here. You've already wasted 10 minutes of my time trying to argue it's something that it's not nor would its creator ever claim it is. We're enlightening people. No, Oops. who doesn't know what a fan fucking layout is? Evidently you. This is a fan layout. This is not a fan layout. It is disqualified on the flipper count alone. Well, just because things were wrong in the past doesn't mean we you can't You do not get to redefine. Future. Oh, God, I've met I'm people not. like you before. You're try- No, you're trying to twist the word of what a fan layout is if to I suit pull, the definition pull one you of those, want it to be. No, if you I do pull not have the authority in this hobby to redefine what a fan screen, layout is. You are pissing in the, the face of decades of history. Period. The lineup. I refuse to continue this conversation. This is absolutely pointless. Okay. I cannot believe you Email sat the here and wasted my time trying to redefine. Send what me a, a picture of where the shots. To Quit this asking about a picture. Go. There's a definition. This clearly doesn't meet it. Done. It is done. Hybrid. <laughs> hybrid. There. You can twist and make a new definition if you want. You do not get a redefined fan layout, and I'm done talking about it. Okay. We'll we'll move on. I think it's easy. Oh, to, re- oh, will we? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's talk about the rules and argue about those. I'm not going to be as passionate about the rules unless you start saying it's like, it's not a mode-based pen. <laughs> You'll probably... Uh, stop. These aren't really mo- molds, Dennis. Uh, Nagel and Elwin broke the mold on what a mode means. Oh, it's a mode baby. Oh, oh. My God. Jesus, okay. my dander is up. It's, a- <laughs> it's about time. I like this. I do my favorite type of crease. Sundays right are here. supposed to be calm days. For those that don't know, we record on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for pulling back the curtain there. So some of the things we talked about the very target. Remember, we were like, eh, I guess, and it was very much like you were saying. There's three optos on that tower that determine how far up the ball can travel. Thus, you know, measuring the height of uh, the very the variable. Is it? Is it hard to get it all the way? I didn't watch enough to get a sense. I, yeah. Is it hard to get it all the way back? It didn't seem so. It seems like a solid fan layout shot right there that goes. Oh, my I mean, God. 
It's well, th- what, then I think maybe that's a little bit of a waste on the BOM if it's I if it's easy to get well. it all the way up. Then what's the point? I know. I wondered that as well. Um, hmm. But uh, for the listener, there are three optos in there. Okay. Um, as we were seeing it and hearing it, we were listening and the music, the the voice acting. They did say on the stream that Marvel did provide those voice actors. Now that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So is this from the? Do they have TV shows or something? Like I just imagine Marvel as a comic company, and <laughs> I'm like, who's, yeah, I, who are their voice actors? Well, I don't know if Marvel maybe has just a core of voice actors hmm. uh, that jump into any animated series or commercials, or you know, they're approved. Well, they, uh, that would make sense. Yeah. It's like Disney, right? You have to go to Disney College before you can work there. They have to go to like, how to sound like a superhero or a villain. Do you think you'd be a superhero or a villain at the Marvel voiceover university? Uh, I would be shocked if they would give me a job at all. What? Don't cut yourself short. Uh, my, vo- my voice ranges are... Well, it was you who told me I had two voices and one of them was my normal one. <laughs> yeah, but it's gold, baby. I could see you doing some great villain voice work probably pull off a good wario <laughs> see there it is exactly uh the music on this game the code is done there so the music you hear that is the music but they did say it could always be adjusted but it is full and it is it is complete we don't know where the code is on this they seem to get real testy when you ask in chat what the code is on oh did they not say the version number yet no they were like, it's the version that it's at. I was surprised at uh, that co-op wasn't in from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. And people asked about that, and they were evading that as well. They, uh, It sounds like it's coming. But my interpretation is they want to let this game kind of breathe first uh, before they go throwing in additional modes. And maybe that's a good idea, because some, some of the feedback that they received after seeing gameplay is, boy, these rules seem pretty complex and based more closer to a competitive player's nature. Yeah, okay. We know that the action button activates gems with special powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, the, that sounds like a good... I mean, on the surface, I think that's a good implementation. Mm-hmm. I like the sound of that. Of the, the button. S- the soul gem wizard mode is based on number of flips. Now, this is my wheelhouse. I love these kind of novelties. Um, starting a wizard mode and only getting a number of flips before you die rather than just relying on the ball drain as the end of a mode or a wizard mode or a ball. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we've seen other variants like timed wizard modes as well. Too. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I, it's interesting to do the number of flips. Yeah. Uh, I do like the number of flips. Um, I remember who, who Dini, where you get like an outlane save, but it gives you a number of flips to be able to hit so many things to save your ball kind of thing. I do like hmm. that in, in pinball. I'm a bit mixed on this next one though. Uh, Performance during modes, during skill shots, during multi-balls. They can earn you different trophies. Bronze, silver, gold. Then I think it was Ray Day that said these trophies can be collected for later use. So I'm like, is it like a gym? Is it not like a gym? Is it just expanding Kobayashi Maru? Are we just expanding the, the scores in certain wizard modes because of the trophies you have? So not enough information on that, but how well you do in modes can help you later on and not just modes, skill shots, multi balls, etc. Do you like the idea of that? 
Yeah, I, I'll have to see how ultimately it's, it's applied. But yeah, when I heard about the, the trophy idea, that was my thought was as well. Stern Star Trek and the metal system, which mm-hmm. I think broadly speaking was very well accepted by most people as a, as a, f- a fun code thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it um, may, at least it incentivized you to try and do better rather than just say time out the mode. But am I crazy in that I like mode completions versus non-completion? That's the criteria that I like. Do you qualify it for a, a special wizard mode if you actually complete it? I like an hmm. end to my modes because the mode right, is like right. a part of a story. So sure, I, I I'd say, and I'd say most. D- d- may, I'm not. I've not done an analysis to know this is. Case. It's been my impression that most of Stern's games do that style, though. Mm-hmm. So we do get it a lot, and maybe and a little bit of variety there, is okay. Yeah. And you might once you get the gold, maybe. That completes the mode. I'm not well, sure. and, and uh, another thing, the I think it was just the scores uh, within like Star Trek modes determined uh, what medal you got. But like especially once you got to level two and level three mission modes, you did have to complete them to get credit. Correct. You, yes. you, you know, you'd go back in and you'd have to keep working at them. That's why it gets so much harder as you go. So even that game, only it was only the level ones where you just had to survive for a set period of time and it counted as full complete. Yeah, and that's that's that was one of the sticking points for me over time owning a Star Trek. I didn't want to have to start those modes first because it just felt like I don't know. Just you can complete them, but just didn't feel as good. Well, you couldn't just trap up. I mean, they took away. Uh, maybe maybe early on you could, but uh, but a final code. You I mean, you did have to have hit switch hits show that you were shooting around. You couldn't just do a '90s Williams yes, yes. bunch of crap and hold the ball on your flipper. I don't know how well I like the idea of calling them trophies in this universe, though. Yeah, thematically, it doesn't really fit. That's the only thing I'm like, I don't think Hulk cares about a trophy or Dr. Hulk, Strange. like trophy. You wrong. You know, get up the, up the ante here in a plastic twippy. You don't need that. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'll have to see that's how that's implemented. But 32 possible trophies? That's neat. I do like that. You're going to get 32 possible trophies. And I love that they've expanded it outside of just your mode. So you have to yeah, ask. Yeah, I you like that. Like shots, the skill shots multiple. and such. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you get 24 of those 32, uh, Raymond Davidson said that you can reach the mega trophy wizard mode. Why not have to get all of them? I don't know. Maybe there's something else there. Maybe getting some uh, omits the ability to get others. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, too. Well, like if Elwin sticks in five skill shots, it might not be feasible in a single game to get all five. I got three balls. 24 sounds like a a lot, though. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like a a pin. Ooh, jackpot. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. You cannot cycle... The bottom iron end lanes. Have we seen that? I, uh, we haven't seen that in a while. Where the bottom uh, it, end lanes. It has been a while. Now, well, I, you can. You just can't cycle them with the flippers. Correct. Thank you. Yes, you cannot cycle them with the flippers like we are accustomed to. And we know spelling iron will get you towards that uh, another multiball. But you must spin the Doctor Strange disc to move those end lanes. Mm-hmm. Spin to win. Mm-hmm. I think this is smart. Uh, my initial concern with uh, when I heard that lighting iron was what uh, activated Iron Man multiball is that was going to be way too easy. Absolutely. Because so many of these ramp shots feed above the switch in the in lane. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have said it better. Yes. I'm a, I mean, I'm a big supporter of having a relatively easy multiball uh, accessible, you know, low value one accessible on, on any game yeah. because I think it, it helps attract people, casual people, but yeah. But uh, that's too easy. I always avoid them. 
Like Little Deadpool. Oh. Yeah, I mean, if I get into Little like, Deadpool I, without a mode, I just want to turn off the game. Yeah, I. Um, it's the same with Vengeance, Multiball, and Star Trek. If I, yeah, if yeah. I, I honestly, I don't even like doing Klingon Multiball without a mode. But with Vengeance, I just feel like I'm now. I'm going to sit here for thirty seconds, wasting my time for two points. Cut. In this game, you can also move around gems and designate them to certain shots. Uh oh. Uh oh. We've got some Star Wars. It feels a little choose-your-multiplier-y to me. That's Uh-oh. right. If, 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 I t- if, I, if I take Hulk 2-D2, can I light three of them at once? <laughs> Hulk 2-D2. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, oh, that was good. I like that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I like this. I don't know. But maybe I'll love it. But I do if Hulk 2D2 is now in the code. <laughs> Hulk 2D2 was just solid. Hulk 2D2. Just I want to see the reaction of the Marvel voice actor when he's told to say that. What the fuck you want me to do? Okay. I'll try it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to mess. Uh, why isn't my brain stronger? I don't want to mess with it. Hopefully well, but but uh, wasn't to, to borrow a phrase from Josh Sharp? You, if you don't like it, just ignore that part. It's not going to make you. That's do what it. I've done on one of my favorite games ever in Star Wars. So I'm fine. Yeah, so you're going to be fine. I just don't it's know okay. what the consequences of reproductions for not moving them around is. Probably uh, losing if you play competitive, but if you don't, I yeah, you know, I, I don't I know unless unless they're key to getting some of those trophies. That's why I loved that it was attached to multipliers on Star Wars because I'm like, I don't care about score. I just want to defeat the Emperor. Do you see that there's a star rollover in this game, just like in your Walking Dead? No, I did not see that. Wow. Yeah, I'm amazed. They, I mean, they, they have an interesting design for those to make them easy to change out. But Yeah, that's like a, it's, it's like a plug and play. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah I've actually, I really like because Star Wars rollovers can get really frustrating. You remember TNA ended up losing its Star Rollovers when Spooky went into production with it. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Those uh, little uh, white dots in the upper section mm-hmm. on TNA are supposed to have been Star Rollovers. And instead, it, it switched so that the side slings are the, mm-hmm. the, a, get, the active rubbers. gummed up really bad. Well, I, I, I'm guessing it, that might have been the issue. I mean, I, I have to be careful uh, even with Walking Dead because if I wax it, you're not careful. And you fill, <laughs> fill that star mm-hmm. rollover with wax. you got to get your toothpick out. Absolutely. Yeah, so the star rollover on this game, I think, is responsible uh, or attributable to the standard skill shot. So you got to mm-hmm. kind of plunge it. Soft plunger to get it up in those pops rather than going up the ramp. Raymond Davidson described it as the secret passage shot on the shadow. But for the life of me, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Because I'm a huge shadow fan. I've owned one for years. And I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. So Ray Day, reach out. Let me know what you mean by the, the shadow secret passage. I don't, I don't know what that is. Because I don't think you can go through the exit of shadow. I don't know. The animation, if we're thinking about the animation, a lot of people have been talking about that because it's a bit different than the 3D renderings that we've received on the last couple of games. I tend to like it. It gave me, whenever I've seen it in real life here, it gave me a very Capcom versus Marvel arcade game feel to it. Even the colors, the the composition of where the, the fighters were, it felt like a fighter-based kind of thing, sounds. It's been so long since I've played that, I don't remember. What did you, what did you think about the animation? Yeah, uh, I didn't think much about him one way or okay. the other. Solid? Yeah, I, I liked him. I've liked what Stern's done lately. I know you've been a little more picky regarding the 3D stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I've been satisfied pretty much since Iron Maiden. 
We also had Rick Nagel in chat saying that the topper for Avengers will unlock, quote, a special game mode. I don't quote. think that's surprising. People love that. No, they don't. They're already picketing outside of uh, Elk Grove Village. I'm amazed they're not picketing outside your house. Leave modes out of toppers. Modes out of toppers. That's right. DLC, it's just what we all wanted. Do you think people would be better with a $600 topper without the extra mode? Uh, the topper buyer, no. The topper non-buyer, yes. Because they feel like their game software is incomplete if they don't have the topper now. That's who this will That's who this will wear on, or people who feel they have to have 100% of all the software. And it's almost like an OCD thing. They're, they're going to really struggle with being able to accept they can't get a hold of the topper. So a lot of them will try and buy it. And mm-hmm. they can't buy it, even if they're okay with the dollar price. It'll, it'll diminish the game in their eyes. Yeah, yeah. What about the stream overall? We've, I was listening to Travis Murray. He's on a, a pinball podcast is the name of his podcast. It's a video cast and can be found on Marvel Loco, which is his YouTube. I would, I would say go over there, subscribe, follow that. He's, man, he's an up and comer and he's been doing a lot of work and really, really good, enjoyable, entertaining, informative work over there on, on uh, Marvel Loco and a pinball podcast. But he brought up, some mixed reactions to the stream itself and how Stern Pinball has been presenting new products to the public. Thoughts? Well, uh, in this case, it would be, it's too hard for me to say because I only caught a, maybe three to five minutes of the stream about an hour in, and then I caught another maybe five minutes about 90 minutes in. Okay. So I just didn't see enough to be. My biggest issue when I came in, and again, I came in so late, was. I, I had no idea what was going on, like with the rules or anything. And I just chalked that up to, I came into the stream way late. I heard after the fact that they didn't do the, the what like Dwight often does is a rules walkthrough at the start, mm-hmm. which I actually really like, but I just assumed I came in so late I missed it, but I heard they didn't do that. So They didn't. I think they were trying to do away from that because they got complaints last time when... Well, I bet was... you they got complaints the other way this time of, I don't know what's happening. But I, I don't know if you can win on that. I don't. I, I mean, the way I would do it would be. I think you can win before you have the live stream. You should have a rules breakdown as a standalone, non-live video that people can look at. That you could prob- probably just air at some point during that live video. Sure. I mean, but you, you pre-shoot it so people who want to really just jump right in have the opportunity on their own, even just to mm-hmm. explore what the rules do without having to try and sift through the live stream like the yeah. VOD of it. Here, here's where I'm at with it. it Keith Elwin is the greatest pinball player of all time. Raymond Davidson is the number one pinball player in the world. These individuals both worked on this game and they both work at Stern Pinball. What they were doing, going alternating back and forth, one playing, one commentating, one playing, one commentating, that worked very well. That worked really, really well because you got some of the rules, but you also were seeing the gameplay at the same time. And you didn't, you weren't bombarded with with just rules only. If you didn't care about rules, you didn't have to listen. You just watch gameplay and vice versa. But these streams and these reveals to me are just not winning any awards. I don't think Sundance is going to ask them to enter them in. They are a bit messy and they're a bit confusing. And to a lot of people. I'm not the only one out there. I've been saying it for a while, but people thought I was just, you know, uh, whether it's sour grapes or whatever it may be. But it's nice to see other people are other people are seeing this as well. 
other things that worked for me, like the developers answering questions in the chat, that worked great. That's where the, some of the information I have here for you listeners today was from Rick Nagel in chat. This whole Skype thing where they, they were trying to have some of the developers on Skype, but they never kicked it over to them. They never talked to them. They just sat there doing a crossword puzzle. It doesn't look good. I'm frustrated at times, if I'm being honest. I'm just frustrated with, this is Disney. This is Marvel. This is really big. Maybe I'm frustrated because I'm a dealer and I'm trying to sell these things. Do you think that the stream doesn't really help try and sell them? I know this, and I can't say it's a fact because it's still an opinion, but I don't know who would argue it. At the reveal of that promo video and the orders that we were receiving, I don't think the hype could have been any higher on this game. Following the stream, some people were left confused and questioning their decision. The stream ran for two and a half hours. I tuned out after a, a, a game. I'm banned from that channel, so I can't chat with any of the customers or any, uh, any of the hobbyists, so I can't do anything. I'm just there with my arms tied behind my back. But two and a half hours, it's oversaturation. It's confusion. We get the best players in the world playing these things. I just don't get the live stream aspect. I don't understand the benefit of it. Well, I mean, it does allow the chat to ask questions, I suppose. You can do that pre-recorded and have it aired live. Oh yeah, okay. I, I see what you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, too uh, much yeah. can go wrong. We're we're testing out camera equipment and microphones. It's just not a good look. This is Marvel and Disney. No, maybe just me. But I, I show one game, a really nice game, uh, showing the mechanism, showing the code, the sounds, the callouts, the video. Have a little interview with some of the developers during that time or cut to a pre-recorded video showing that stuff, keep the motivation to purchase and to play high, and then leave them wanting more. After two and a half hours, there's a lot of people that don't feel like they have to have more until they see it next time in a location. Sure, but I mean, it's, it's their decision to sit in there for two and a half hours too. I mean, sure, no one makes you. I sure didn't. And they can go back and watch the VOD. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if you tune in during that instead of saying, hey, I want to start the YouTube video, that's all controlled. It's all organized. Yeah, I'm, I don't disagree. I, I personally prefer the uh, pre-produced videos because they're easier to follow. Because mm -hmm. to me, live stream is an entertainment thing. It's just, it's a, it's, a, it's almost like a, a throwaway thing where it's all about being in the moment. But I don't think that that necessarily lends itself as the best way to present a product. Which is why most things like commercials aren't done live for a reason. <laughs> That's exactly right. Anytime this stuff happens, like I'm waiting for something to break and getting five calls from people saying, yeah, I'm out. This thing is selling well. It Good. looks it looks really fun. It looks really deep. But it also looks approachable to me. It's got a lot of mechanisms in it. That, yeah, uh, I wanted to think I heard something like it was they, the goal is a rule set that's more complicated than Iron Maiden, but less complicated than Jurassic Park. Don't remember. I heard that on a podcast. It might have been well, that's Loser Kid or something. That'll be interesting if that's true. And I think that that would be perfectly fine. It has more going on, it seems, than Elwin's other games. But maybe it's I, just me. I, it's hard for me to say. I, I thought... There, I mean, there was obviously depth to all of them. I thought I was on Jurassic Park. I thought with the choices and the pathing was pretty sophisticated as a rule set, but 
Maybe uh, and I'd say more so than Iron Maiden, which I thought was was much more straightforward. But I was getting lost at times, but that just made me excited to be able to get home, play it, and find my own path. At the end of the day, maybe I'm just a big fan. Fan, get it? I do. No, 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 no. It's not a fa- still not a fan layout, though. I will say, looking back at the photo, the the. Doctor Strange disc is far enough back that I wouldn't say it's too far forward as a device to disqualify. But the multi-flipper still kills it as a fan layout. So. I think I might win this one, too. It's like the upside-down bowl thing. Uh, it's The only way you'd win it is if there was someone who didn't know what the specifically already defined don't, from don't decades ago. Don't push the ago. jury. Let them think what? for themselves. It's not an op- you, you don't get to have an opinion on this, it. It flat out is disqualified by the its fan. features, Zach. It's flat out disqualified. It's not subjective. Every shot the the ball travels straight, straight up through a fan format. But every shot is accessible on all the pinball machines, arguably except Champion Pub. And, and well. so you could try and argue off of that that like all pinball machines, modern pinball machines are that way. It's no. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not with an upper flipper. You just can't do it. After this week's poll, you'll be really sorry. I'm We're not win doing this one. We don't do polls. Does Facebook even allow polls anymore? They changed know. everything yeah, I and I can't know. find stuff. Just a, a email. Elvira Topper? Oh, you want to talk about toppers? I'm good with no. that. Well, it's news, so we probably should. Look though. at you bringing that up. A little we bit use, more information about we, the Elvira we use new, Topper. News and quotes. That's right. I heard this Elvira Topper... Uh, is a fan layout as well, the way it's set up on the top. And you probably go into some more minute detail about why you think it is. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I was sent or I seen on Facebook something where there was a menu option for Elvira's House of Horrors. And on that menu option, it said topper attract mode scream or scream mode or. <gasps> They're going to reuse the Ghostbusters oh, scream. I hope I never that thought was, they would. That was so mean. That screaming Ghostbusters was like people get mad when that happens. Oh yeah, I know. I, I and that's it amuses me. So they should do it here too. It amuses me as well. Just the sheer anger because you could turn it off and people didn't think you could because they don't look up stuff. <laughs> There's so much information in these uh, in the menu system and the adjustments. That that's fair. That's a fair point. I, yeah. I probably don't know half the stuff in my Star Trek and Walking Dead. So, well, I mean, those uh, are you know old games. I'm also meaning like they let so much stuff slip, like the uh, the Technodrome uh, eyeball topper. In the- uh, yeah, who? I mean, it's not like it was the biggest spoiler in the world. Well, it told us that there was a Technodrome up there. It told us there was an eye up there. Well, was it going to be Raphael's eye moving around? I mean, if you weren't really familiar with turtles, you'd probably be like, I don't know what that means. Maybe there's going to be, we can hook our Logitech webcams to it. That's not a bad idea. It'd be like dialed in. Hey, do you think they should retheme dialed in to uh, the soap yes. dial? Oh, I was like anything else. Are right, you in. dialed in and there's just like dial soap everywhere? <laughs> so uh, Topper is going to scream Ghostbuster style. And hey, then there's some fl- picks floating around that that center section might lift up. I, I was seeing a picture. It was lifting up and there was like a, uh, a static decal of Elvira in the shocked position, like her face. Yes, I I saw similar and I mostly saw disappointment because people were trying to convince themselves that there would be an LCD screen underneath that lift. And when they saw it's a sticker, nope. I think you could probably get an LCD screen. 
given the size, I would think you, you could like fit it, but that was such a layup. I was laying you up to say, I'm fucking a thousand dollars. You should be able to get all kinds of screens in there. No, because if you, I mean, sure you could, you could fit it within the, within the bill of materials and still make a profit. No, no, no doubt. But like, I don't know if the armature is going to have the strength to lift whatever weight the screen is versus a sticker. I, I, when you said that, if the armature is strong enough, I pictured uh, the gatekeeper on scary movie two. with this little hand. You remembered his name. Use my strong. I just take this turkey and I just I stuff it with the penises and the vaginas. You know, a lot of people are kind of intimidated about making a turkey, but really it's very simple. You just have to know the anatomy of a turkey, and it's got over here just the tiniest little stink hole, but it's big enough to get your hand right up inside it. Stuff the shit out of it. I cook it with all the giblets, the penises and the ginies. Yeah, I've seen that too. <laughs> oh God, that movie is so bad. And I'll just stick it right there. Hiawatha! Mm. <laughs> and now a lot of people like to base their turkeys, but I use this. I lick like that and get into the little hiney hiney hole. <laughs> That's nice and good. I don't know what the hell that is, but I lick it anyway. Up and down. And then I like to get that right on there. I just up in there with the giblets. Oh, I love that movie. You would. You would. It's a fanny. All right. Yeah, so I want a scary movie too, Pim. No. Maybe Come that's on, Spooky's spooky. next pen. Yeah. Come on, Spooky. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so you're buying that topper even though you don't have Elvira. Check. Okay. Deep Root Pinball. Yeah, Deep Root. What they've about their been, toppers? They've been. Re- I don't know if they'll have toppers. I need to talk to Bobby Pinball, see what he's got in store. But Deep Root Pinball has been teasing us, adding to this cryptic message. We've finally seen the whole thing. It is 9 slash 21 slash 20, basically. So we're releasing or, or seeing something on the 21st of September. And the BD was, was for before Deep Root. So all else changes, I suppose, in the pinball industry history on the 21st of September. Yeah. Remember, remember the 21st of September. Where were you when Ned busted through? Yeah. The Ned Buster plot. <laughs> Is this working? Is this hype type of marketing working? Uh, I'm seeing people talk about it on, on forums, okay. on Facebook. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's generating conversation. Do you think it's generating conversation because it is just so in your face and strong? Uh, I I think it's just, I mean, they didn't really have a social media presence up until a month ago or so. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't getting really anything from Deep Root other than the occasional interview would come out. Yeah. So I think that in the void, in the void of Deep Root knowledge, they're now providing something and that of course is resulting in discussion. Now, a lot of that discussion is frustration that not more is being shown, but yeah. you know, everyone has their own take on that. So, well, TPN correspondent, Chris Chandler should be going there soon and taking a look for us. Yes. Yes. So that'll be exciting. I guess he'll be going there on the 21st. Maybe that's not live. Who knows? I, I don't know. What did kind of surprise me is that Bobby pinball and the gang over at deeper is still taking swings at people no product yet 
that they are taking swings. Did you see, Dennis, on social media a couple days ago, a statement that Deep Root made regarding a statement that someone from Stern Pinball made? Yeah, it was a thank you statement. It was so sweet. It says, quote, We want to personally thank Jody Dankberg, Stern's Director of Marketing and Licensing, for this wake-up call back in 2016. And then it refers to the quote by Jody Dankberg that said, There are others trying to make pinball machines. I think it would be fantastic if someone else came along and was really successful at it because that would make an industry. I want someone to be successful, as we probably do, 99.9% of the game shipped. That's not an industry. It's a monopoly. Deep Root, uh, they posted that quote from Jody Dankberg from Stern Pinball and said, challenge accepted. Just a few days left in the pinball world before Deep Root. Mm. No Spicy. issue with no no issue with him using the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as an example here of what's to come in pinball. Am I reaching there? Oh, but so you think doing BD is tacky? Uh, I'm not saying tacky. I'm saying maybe something else. Uh, yeah. I I mean I I was fine with it. I I think to me it's a question of. Is this whatever innovation, whatever new features, you know, all these mysteries that have yet to be revealed from Deep Root, can it possibly live up to the hype? Has it, or is He's this comparing sort of stuff, it to Christ walking on water, Dennis? No, it doesn't say that. It didn't say anything about walking on water. Come on, come on, that's hyperbole. Besides, now it's just before Common Era, anyway. BC. Okay, maybe maybe I'm a little bit too far out there. It's just. That's, I can't think of an example that can be any bolder. Oh, I think it could be bolder, but I can't think of any other pinball company that has been this bold. Though it's not it's not new ground to basically take the 800-pound gorilla that is Stern Pinball and then try and be spicy about that. I mean, let, lest we forget how when they revealed the Big Lebowski Dutch Pinball was at, at a pinball show, you know, shitting all over Stern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'll see how that turned out. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, <laughs> see that. And that's the thing. That's, that's like, that's like the one end of the spectrum. And then I, I, I honestly, I don't know if we have an other end of the spectrum. You, the closest would probably be JJP in terms of popularity of their games and sales that they had. But again, as a volume distributor, Jersey Jack is very, I mean, it's not 99.9% like Jody said in 2016 at, mm-hmm. in 2020, but I mean, what's Stern's market share? I'm going to guess around eighty percent. I would it's guess just, higher. It's just yeah, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to be conservative, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, so it's like there really aren't competitors in the truth. That's still true. But what Deep Root would need to be able to actually take even just ten percent of the market share from Stern, I just until I see what they've got, I I in my simplistic thinking cannot envision what it is that's going to be that hype. When we know that, that the first product is a single product and it's not licensed. And, and given the prototype that I saw of Raza, yeah. without acknowledging that I have not seen it with in its non-prototype state. Agree. If it was the prototype, it would not do it. It won't. It's not a strong enough game. I think some of this marketing does work because I'm intrigued, but I worry about the fallout when there's probably a 0.5% chance it will come close to the hyperbole that's been presented 
over the last couple of years? I'm, I mean, I'm not worried about the fallout in the sense that I mean, people will, will, if it doesn't work out, like if this, like people aren't impressed by the innovations, they'll, they'll be those that will remember the statement and they'll joke about it and go, ha ha ha. I remember That's what when I mean by the fallout. Posted. Yeah. Well, well, no fallout means like the real repercussions. People laughing about your boast is not really much of a repercussion. If people aren't buying products because of it, it is. I don't think people are going to make their purchasing decision based off of what they posted regarding Jody Dankberg's quote. Yes. I don't think it affects a single sale, in fact. Correct. One way or the other. Correct. I don't. There have been other st- – now, the prior – all the prior boasting may have pushed some people away. But at this point, this is like that – those little sprinkles you put on top of the donut. They're colorful, but you, they have no mm-hmm. taste. But sales are affected both positively and negative by a pulse of a community. People don't buy games if they know that it's not the end thing. That's that happens all the time. I see it every title that's released. Sure, I, sure. I can almost pinpoint. But I don't think that comes down in this in Deeper's case to the marketing. It's a and it's a common refrain online is a they're they're reaching there as of the twenty first appears they're reaching their put up or shut up moment, and there was a lot of initial hype for Deep Root that unfortunately for the company mm-hmm. has bled away over these continued very large delays. Mm. But we've seen other companies face really large delays on releasing games, Jersey Jack being a case in point, mm-hmm. that have been able to recover from that, though it is always remembered as being, gosh, do you remember waiting for Waz? Do you remember waiting for Hobbit? I mean, those are still jokes. Do you think we see the next Jersey Jack game before or after Deep Root? <laughs> see what it did there before Deep Root? Yeah, yeah. I- I'm going <laughs> to... That was clever. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I think before, I th- I still think Jer- surely Jersey Jack's revealing this month. And 21st is fairly late in the month. So, yeah. well, it was. But here we more, are, middle yeah. of the month now. And so maybe I thought we'd not, get more teasers month. before. That's what worries me. I think after. Uh, but I don't know. You know, you, I mean, I'm starting to, I, I think, I'm still going to say before. Be, I think Jersey because, Jack would be smart to let deeper because... I wouldn't want to announce a game with there being so much mystery around something. I'd say, you know what, guys? Here's the red carpet. Go ahead. Take your shot. Then when you're done, people can see Avengers. They can see Raza. Mm. And then they can hear and see something totally different. I, except, all right, let's, let's say you're right. And that's the logic behind it. That they wait to the 21st. Deep Root Reveals. Deep Root stuff is totally amazing. It's re- it's completely revolutionary. It lives up to all of the hype. So what's Jersey Jack's next step? To sit on their game for another four to six months? No, I just, I think that they have the confidence of the product that they have. And I think that the lack of experience, consistency, and following deadlines and what they've seen with Deep Root, uh, they're probably just not worried. So they know given the that, and, and I agree like, with I agree with you on that. But given like, that, matter. why we've would they even factor in. it in? <laughs> we've tried dialed in. It's a great game. It didn't didn't sell. So they knew where the hell they want with Raza. I don't even think they're thinking about it. I I just think I I agree that I don't think Jersey Jack really considers the deeper no, review. I don't, I don't but know. that so I don't think it affects their date pick. I don't think they I don't think they view them as a competitor at this time. Correct. So I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna I guess well. As double down as I can double down and say, yeah, no, I think Jersey Jack reveals this week. Ooh. It's the only, uh, the 21st is the start of the following week. It's uh, It's got to be the 14th through the 18th or else I'm wrong. So 
No, I think it's this week. I think they're Unless ready. they hit delays. Who knows? Oh, I'm, I'm pro- watch me be wrong. It wouldn't be the first time. But yeah. but um, I'm going to say, yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time to reveal this week, midweek, mid-month, I should say. Speaking of delays, what about cancellations? Uh, of what? Purchases? or One of my favorite things every year is the Chicago Pinball Expo. You know this, Dennis. Well, I didn't know it was one of your favorites. I've never been It myself, might be my so. favorite, actually. Hmm. Interesting. It's just, yeah, uh, well, this was inevitable. It. This was inevitable. It's canceled, but it is going virtual. Uh, I don't know why I bother. I kind of agree with you. I just, I mean, maybe they've got something in mind that makes sense. I just don't, I don't really see the point. Yeah, I don't. It's not going to have any of the magic, so. Yeah, so that was, that was tough. That sucks. I thought I was finally going to get my decreasy up in Chicago. I wouldn't have been able to go this year because I what? had a count. I had a counter conference the same days, so oh which has also been canceled now. What, so. Bean counting? No, no, governmental conference. Oh, after government or before government? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. Oh, Jesus, just let it go. No one cares. And before we go into the darling love child that is pinball market trends, we've got something really cool, Dennis. An interview that our own Dr. John conducted with David Van S, the next designer at Spooky Pimble. Let's give it a listen. Hi there on this week's SHIT update, mainly focusing on Spooky this week. As I announced last week, David Van S is doing the design for the next Spooky game. So I thought I'd have a chat to him and ask him some questions and see what info we can get out give you all a bit of background into David's mind. This is what he had to say. So what are you up to at the moment, David, down there in Texas? I am looking at lots and lots of different little spinny things and holes and stuff like that. So David, you've been granted the power to design Spooky's next game. What? How did you stumble into game design? How did I stumble into game design? Uh, by playing lots of games. Like every person out there, they've always doodled something on a piece of paper or, you know, have sketched something up. And um, it's just one of those things of I worked with uh, a bunch of different artists that have also worked with Spooky. And we were just tossing ideas around and uh, we committed one to a concept design. Charlie happened to actually see it. And it was like, wow, that actually could be really, really good and really fun. And I was like, really? Okay. So, and that's literally how it happened. He saw it. He liked what he saw. And now the team has their own monumental task to bring something to life. So, sort of, yeah, just from experience of playing, gave you some ideas in your mind on what you would like to see on a game. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. I mean, again, uh, John, I'm sure yourself, you've looked at a game and oh, I wish this shot could do this, or I wish that shot could do this. And uh, I've learned that that is not necessarily the case, because once you put it into practice, it doesn't work. And you go back and you have to redo it. And then you just you just expand on top of that, like, okay, what if we got because I'm obviously involved in the licensing side of things, you get to see what potentially is out there. So therefore you start thinking about, well, what if I had this license and I could do this with this license, I can do this shot or I could do something with the bowl. The right combination and the opportunity opened up for a slot at Spooky and that 
you know, spooky sorry and goes, hey, this is a great opportunity, David. Why don't you take it? And I'm like, why not? That'll be fun. And here I am <laughs> uh, looking over the uh, the files now. I'm like, how did I, why Why am I here? Why, why am I doing this? <laughs> so, so you've gone theme first and then adapted a design to it. I know there are designers that will come up with a concept for a white wood and a game design. That is 100% correct. It's what we had access to, what are the possibilities, and um, it was one of those situations and honestly the germination of this idea actually came from a coding weekend on alice cooper before we showed it and we're all up at spooky a big group of us and we're just sitting there we're, we're crunching everything working on the fly just what about if we do this what about if we do that on alice cooper Let, you know can we do this and try this and try that and it was we've already worked for the day we're into the evening we just started throwing out like worst theme ideas for pinball machines and we were doing that and then like someone brought someone up and then all of a sudden the realization of like you know what that actually wouldn't be bad and i'm not saying it's that title but it was like it was the start of the, the concept so so you're a napkin sort of guy or a cad designer i'm definitely not a cad designer my background is in film and television um, and mainly post-production. So I'm familiar with um, softwares like Photoshop, Illustrator, having to learn Fusion um, and stuff like that. So it's all a learning process for me. So I'm adapting what I know works and then trying to translate that into Pimble, which I will tell you right now doesn't always work, but that's for me to learn. So I haven't done the virtual pin route and I'm with you know, the way Charlie and Spooky do it, they do the traditional way where we make whitewoods. So we are on uh, two and a half whitewoods on this title. So yeah, we just basically keep revising and revising. And uh, it's really plain to see once you've laid it all out and you see it, you think it's all great. And then once you make that whitewood, then you start seeing the real holes and you address that. So it's just a constant change up. So you could design anything and anything can work. But having said that, the question is, is it going to do well in a production run? And at the end of the day, I what I do on this game, I also want to, as much as I want to please people, the pinball players and the pinball buyers, um, I also want to please the guys on the on the line. I don't want a game where they're literally like, you seriously are going to have to adjust this you know, 500 times? That's not kosher. That's not good at all. So... I, you know, everything I'm doing on this game is in thought of how do I successfully communicate the game itself? How do I integrate the theme into the game? And how do I make the people on the lines life easier? You got to stick with a budget as well. So that's, you want all four, but the question is, can you get them all to fit? So in looking at your uh, favorite games, what shots and I don't know whether they're going to be in your game or not, do you really enjoy in pinball that you think, I want that in my game? I love flow in my games. I like being able to do combos, but I also like stop and go. I like Pat Lauer's um, games like Twilight Zone, Tales from the Crypts. I like where you stop, do a mode, and you do something. Um, but I like flow so it's kind of an oxymoron in a way isn't it i like flow but i also like to be able to stop <laughs> so for me it's taking things that i enjoy that i feel good when i shoot and trying to get that into my game and i'm and i'm you know there's one shot of my game 
that I'm trying to get right. And it's just not, it's, it's getting closer. There will be another version of the game uh, shortly that I'll be playing and hopefully I've addressed it. But there's just one shot that just does not quite feel right yet. But when you're trying to jam so much thing into a game, it's hard, you know, you, you got to figure out, is it worth keeping or do you get rid of it? So tell the uh, listeners your three favorite games that you like, like to shoot or you like the rules or that you will always, your go-to games. Creature from Black Lagoon, I've always got to play that. And A, because it's a combination of horror, drive-ins, and simplicity in game rules. It's hard to believe that Creature from Black Lagoon is only a two-ball, multi-ball game. It's just like, it's just a two-ball, multi-ball game, but you feel so, once you get those two balls, you feel like everything's happening at once, right? It That game tickles my funny bone. Uh, Indiana Jones, I just love the combinations on the ramps on that, just like back and forth, back and forth, and then hitting the, the you know, the locked, uh, the captured ball in the back, although that scoop shot just drives everyone nuts, but locking the balls in and you hear as the idol spins and stuff like that, I think it's one of the greatest moments in pinball, and Elvira. Um, mainly because I kind of wrote it off, um, I guess it didn't look like it was much, but the integration of that theme... It just makes me keep wanting to play it. So that's it. Wise words from a wise Australian, David Van Ness, otherwise known as Bunyip, who will be designing the next spooky game. I hope you got some hints and clues from him on what sort of game it will be. But he's pretty secretive about the theme, and we look forward to hearing more. I'll continue to delve into the spooky world and see what I can drag out of them. Catch you all next week. Enough of the news. People come here for one main reason. To hear the end of the show. No! Maybe it's for Din Din. To hear the beginning of the show. Maybe it's for... No, it's not. It's not for singing. Din Din got the looks. He got the looks. Fan layout, man. Bimbo Market Trends! your voice cracked there <clears throat> welcome to manhood i feel bad because nicole is legit helping a customer in the other room do they know you do this maybe they'll be like yeah he's doing the thing he's doing the thing i highly doubt that they're picking up a, a metallica and they had to uh, hear a that pro or a premium a pro hmm. my poor wife probably looked at him and was like no i'm divorcing him um, yeah. Don't worry. Like I'm. Um, it was a good 14 years, but. Turning right. <laughs> up this week is Indiana Jones: The Pinball Adventure by Williams back in 1993. Yeah, that's a popular one. Yeah, wide body. Yeah. Uh, is that a fan layout? The most popular super pin. Listen here, listeners. Was it a fan layout, Dennis? Uh, I don't remember it very well. I don't think Two so. Flippers. Doesn't it have Two that flippers? whole weird? Uh, path of the dead kind of thing yeah but that's more right ramp accessible so it's more like an accessor yeah yeah but because we have it's not just the flippers we have to factor in the layout too is the thing so i don't think so because the ball lock is so close to the lower flippers anyway very disruptive center i don't remember how many flippers is on is just two you cheat dr creasel it's overpriced it's been trending up too much yeah, just where the plane and the drops for the ball lock is. Uh, that it's uh, you can have a thing like that. I mean, just like the castle or the saucer in medieval management, but they need to be towards the back. 
Mm. I just think that's too close to the middle to, to qualify. Mm. Um, but it's close. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's fan. I would say it's fanish. Fanish. And that's something I say with like Stern Star Trek. It's not, it's not fan layout because of the warp ramp and the third flipper for that, but it's still mm-hmm. fanish. Fanish. Very reminiscent of a fan layout. Yeah. Avengers isn't fanish. It is fanny. Make room for fanny. I knew you were tying that back. Yeah, it's a scary movie. Two, excuse me. Polly want a piece of your mama's sweet ass. Turning up this week is Indiana Jones because the damn thing just keeps on going up on the secondary market. I remember... I saw, saw someone who said he has three of them now and he wanted to know who wanted one of them for... Oh, Scott, uh, yeah, I saw project. that. Yeah, let's see that. Yeah, back in the day, back in my day, five years ago when I was entering this hobby, I one for 6000 7000 bucks. I thought you entered this hobby like two weeks ago. Stop. Well, your knowledge sort of suggests that. I'll but. be trending that person down here in a little bit. Oh, it's so expensive now. It's already expensive. Oh, on the secondary market, $8,500 to $9,000 for a nice conditioned Indiana Jones with no playfield wear because it is susceptible and prone to that. If you guys are buying an Indiana Jones, look for ball swirling around the slings in the yellow area, which is, um, you see that a lot. Uh, also look for inserts lifting. They get a lot of inserts down mid play field that uh, over time uh, have been prone to lift up. Cabinets are very much always faded. Um, so if it is really bright, make sure it's not an aftermarket decal that was applied poorly or it is not, uh, it is not a good representation of what the original is. A lot of things to look at on Indiana Jones. Yeah, I just buy a new in box for less and just not mess with this. You think they'll ever redo Indiana Jones remake? Uh, the only thing that makes me think no, so my answer is no, but the mm. reason isn't that I don't think it would sell. It's I'm not sure CGC wants to tool up to do a wide. Oh, yeah. Well, mm. They're going to have to Plus, you know, they're, they're planning to get into doing their own original pins. Yeah. They're going to have so, to at some point, yeah, though, I because just, they, I have, just don't think so. they have some key wide bodies. Yeah, but again, if, they, if they're successful in actually launching original games, they might get out of the remake business entirely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked by it. Unfortunately, turning down this week is another wide body super pen. This one is with Red and Ted. That's not unfortunate. That game is awful. Turning down's Roadshow Williams, nineteen ninety four. Secondary market is dropping to about thirty four to thirty seven hundred dollars. Yeah, don't buy this unless it's under three. Don't listen to Dennis. This is a good game. It's better than Popeye, but it's, it's not awful. Good, good. It is not. There's some moments in this game. I like this game better than Judge Dredd. I do as well. Was Judge Dredd awful too? Popeye yes, awful is. too? Would you just? Yep. I think you're a, a whitest. Hmm. That's what I think you are. You you take offense to wide bodies. Oh, do I? Yeah, a whitest. Typical whitest attitude here. Are you a super pinish? <laughs> One or the other. That's a subset of being a whitest. Look, I'm just I'm just trying to help the listener know what is and is not a good game. As I said that, I kind of felt like it was bad. A widest. I don't know why it sounds bad. All trending down this week is just pinball streaming live reveals in general. You know why you heard me already talk about it. But refer back to Marv Loco's YouTube if you want to find it for yourself. Hell, trending up is Marv Loco. I still need to watch that one. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I would be interested in you messaging me or calling me, preferably, but you don't ever want to talk to me. But calling me or messaging me after I talk to you every week, Zach. Yeah. I feel like it's almost like a um, a court-ordered uh, custody thing. <laughs> it's like child support. Yeah. Like, you're you're like the 
inconsistent dad that comes service. around. I'm like, hey, dad, want to want to chuck the ball around? And you're like, well, it is every other fucking weekend, isn't it, Zach? Go get your mitt. Yeah, you're, you're, you'd be like Homelander from, from the boys, and you'd be like, no, you got to jump off the roof, son. I got to watch that. Yeah, it's dark. Very, it might be too dark for you. Mm. You might need to stick with your Tiger King. Why well, do uh, Target Bay Tiger King's pretty dark? I'm trying to weigh the new Netflix series with Hillary Swank, space based, going to hmm. Mars. Away. Also trending down this week is warning, rant. Trending down is being shamed or talked out of a current new pinball machine you're excited about. You're wanting to buy it, but you're talked out of it certain media members if you just continue waiting for every single new title like some people suggest for the last four years every new title comes out i'd wait just wait i just wait next big thing is coming then you're gonna be playing nothing at home well i could go buy some used games they tell you to wait on that too wait for the next oh. used one oh well <laughs> Or maybe you're just trying to convince yourself that you need to sell your Rick and Morty pinball machine after 50 plays so that you can go back to no machine at home and continue shitting on people for buying games, reducing your hypocrisy scale by about 15%. Either way. I get the impression you're not talking about me because I don't have Rick and Morty. Get rid of that Rick and Morty. That was a close one. I almost owned a pin I couldn't shit on. Make fun of people for owning Yeah, training down is that. Quote, I'm the spokesperson for collectors, end quote. No, 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 you certainly are not that. Maybe the spokesperson for the uh, Cuisinart classic waffle maker. Get the reference there, Dennis Waffle. No waffle around a lot. Oh, I was confused. I just thought maybe you were hating on waffles. Greatest game ever. 90% of market share. Stern is the best. That was turning a page in the calendar. Oh, I thought it was you flipping a waffle. They're defeated. Worst game ever. Did you see it on the stream? It's horrible. It's all about deep root. I mean, Jersey Jack. Jersey Jack pinball's the way to go. I'm in for collectors. I flipped a machine. Didn't have assets. <laughs> I'll get out of this section. Now, there are times, Dennis, where we will have our dick of the week. This time, we're, we're not. Yeah, this, this individual getting an award from myself has received a dick of the week award. So congratulations on that. But this week, he's getting a totally different award. And that is the Pinball Show's Rockstar of the Week. Rockstar of the Week. That's a that Guns N' Roses reference. I was trying to figure out what the what the opposite of Dick of the Week would be. What would that be? Um, well, it depends. Like, I was thinking Hero of the Week, but I'm like... Like literal, uh, Asshole of the Week. This is on the, <laughs> it's on the other side. <laughs> oh, you, you meant like positive <laughs> rather than negative. Oh, okay. Thanks, because I, I pictured a puckered up little <laughs> I'm a helper. Oh, let's just stick with Rockstar of the Week. It goes to Delt 31. Yes. I'm not I'm not a fan, but I am now. Him and Tim Law 79 on Pinside have created one of the coolest things that I've seen the entire pinball year of 2020. A new topper? Not a new topper. That would have might, might have done it. This is a mod for Jurassic Park. I told you guys weeks back that Delt was working on a video code to put 
actual moments from the film in there, and they've completed it. For my game at 1.02 Jurassic Park, they've completed it, and now it includes all of the wonder and the glory of Jurassic Park movie. All of the call-outs. Visually, all of the movie moments. Them kicking the raptor back down out of the ductwork. T-Rex eating the goat. That's right. You name it, it's in there. Even the intro when you press start, we don't have that 3D rendering of a helicopter going to Isle Nublar. We have the actual one. We have the gray-haired man that I'm missing his name right now with his cane. And he says, welcome to Jurassic Park. We've got all of it. It's there. And it is one of the coolest things ever. It's not to take away from what Stern did. It sounds like you kind of took away from different strokes for different folks, but you guys know I love assets, and this is exactly what I needed. I cannot praise Delt 31 and Timla 79 enough for doing this. And if I'm stern, I'm okay with it because I don't have to pay for them. Such a phenomenal job with that. You've got to go and, and download it yourself and put it on. Now, it is only for the premium LE, <gasps> not the pro. Fancy pants spin again. Yep, not the pro. So good. Maybe I'll throw up some video of that. Nicely done, Delt 31. You're still a dick, but nicely, nicely done. Man, you're good. Let's not leave this little segment without going by your deals of the week. Bye, bye, bye. Deal of the week this week is by one of our friends over in Utah, Loser Kid 3. You know him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He's selling a Lethal Weapon 3, which is a fun game. And it looks like it needs a wipe down. It needs a shop job. But it's fully functional. $1,900 oboe. Bye, bye, bye. Wow. Yeah. You can't beat that. What DMD are you going to get for under 2000 and one that's actually fun? Oh, well, I can't. I was going to say Shack Attack, but you took that away from me. Oh, one that's actually fun. This is a good game. So if you guys know of anyone that's getting into pinball, I think this would be, and they don't want to spend too much money and they're okay with piddling on power supplies and stuff because that will go out. Uh, I think this is the right type of game to point them in the direction of. They can learn how to shop a game and Data East, inevitably, you're going to have to tinker with, especially those trough switches. Yeah, yeah, but but most of it's not too difficult, I, I didn't yeah, feel. It's, I started on a Data East Jurassic Park and... Uh, it helped me a lot with my future pins. So I think it's the deal of the week. It's just, it's a good one. 1900 oboe. Hmm? Yeah. Take it for, I don't know, 1650 cash. Bye, bye, bye. <gasps> I don't know if he'll go that low. Sorry, Roop Dad is. Also another deal of the week this week is an Iron Man tilt topper for sale. It's like new. The guy sold the game, Waldo 34 out of Lake Villa, Illinois. I wonder if they go with Villa or if they go with the uh, Spanish Villa. Hmm. I guess you'll have to ask. Waldo34 selling it. And Iron Man, there is no, my knowledge, there's no OEM Stern topper. So you're going to have to go with the next best. And the next best is this one. There's some 3D molding on it. There's a big light up where his Infinity Stone chest thing goes. There's tubes. It looks really cool. And at $175. Bye, bye, bye. You do know that his uh, power supply uh, reactor is not an Infinity Stone, right? At any point. Is it an Infinity Stone shoved in there? No. Really? Nope. It's a, it's his creation oh. that he made to save his own life. It's a, well, initially it's a I miniaturized that. arc reactor, if I remember. Okay. 
I initially remember that, but I thought one of the stones ended up in there at some point. Well, you know, Vision was powered by the stone in his head. Maybe that's something. His little forehead. He's like a he's like a robo Robotech. I'm still sad about him. Robotech is back now. That's my Min May impression. <laughs> I don't. The listeners go know, over my and they head. appreciate that. Yeah, but uh, regardless, Dennis, you might be right there. But it's a nice looking topper. I will okay. accept that as an aftermarket topper. That's a good looking one. 175 bucks. Throw that thing on your Iron Man today. And that was your rock stars of the week on the Pinball Show presents Pinball Market Trends. Do, 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 do. Podcast watch. Market watch. Market watch. Love you, Macho. In closing, we learned a lot today. We learned about Stern Pinball's Avengers being a fan layout. We learned about Elvira Topper and what it could be for a thousand bucks coming soon. How we even learned about Deep Root. Well, you didn't learn much about Deep Root. They're coming on the 21st. Mark your calendars. We learned about uh, Chicago Expo not happening this year. We learned about what pins to buy and which pins to stay away from. But most importantly, we learned. Playing to the band, moving like a hammer, she's a miracle man. Loving in the ocean, kisses in the wet sand, but she got look. Can't even give me a no, 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 no. Nothing. No, 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 no. We got so much praise when you didn't sing, and now you're undoing it all. I thought you'd be the female. Where can people find you in between now and next week? You can always reach out to eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. You can send a message, and I check that pretty regularly. Hmm. Shout out to Nappy. He was a, he made a co-star appearance. On your mm, yep, we had him on as a guest to talk about the Avengers review. He was really good. I think the Super well, Awesome Pinball Show, either Nap or like a Joe Fox as their third host. Ooh. Do you think they're going to go with a permanent third, or do you think they maybe they like doing the constant rotation changing third? Don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Absolutely. If you guys are looking for a video series on YouTube, check out Straight Down the Middle. That's a lot of fun, and it's got a lot of cool stuff. I'm, I'm telling you now, you'll, you will want to subscribe now so that you get notified. Mm, when don't some know. New it seems like everything's just in an archive now. Ain't no new shows. <sighs> if you're ready to buy a brand new pinball machine, you can contact us at Flippin' Out Pinball. Email us at Zach, Z A C H, at flip the letter in out pinball.com. Or if you need an escalator, call me. Text me, 812 457 9711. Now, I'd get one if I uh, had stairs. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I have a, like a cheap dolly for certain instances, but most of the time I don't. I don't even. If I have another person, just cough and carry that stuff. Oh, I thought you were like at the doctor. Turn your head and cough. Cough and carry. Wow. <laughs> so clever. Is there a lump in there? Feel normal? I'll have many people feel my testicles. All right, for Dennis Kreisel, I'm Zach Many. And remember, if you can have your pinball show be virtual, you can have your pinball be virtual too. And always practice safe pinball and AF. Up! You know what that stands for, Dennis. After fan. It's a hybrid fan. Oh, God. Fan. <laughs> <laughs>